freedom 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 over fame freedom over cycle stays the same welcome first of all welcome this is unsolicited perspectives and i'm your host bruce anthony thank you for listening and watching wherever you get your podcasts and video podcasts subscribe share like comment and rate us you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch at unsolicited underscore perspectives. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at unsolicited underscore PER. Watch us live now. Watch us live every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch and YouTube. Our audience, our audience continues to grow with each and every episode. And I humbly thank you. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing something a little different. I'm going to be introducing two new segments called What Really Grinds My Gears and Reading with Bruce. And then me and my sister in the final segment is going to talk about this Alabama boat brawl. But first things first. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here. And welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves, whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness or gearing up for festival seasons or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year. There's one brand that's been my go to for all things hydration, Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, (laughs) let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouth water and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest, but it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember, folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors, and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed. 
stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. So, like I told you guys last week, I'm going to be switching up some of the formats. Uh, this show is a uh, last-minute edition uh, because I had to talk about the boat incident in Alabama and the big brawl for it all fight, and I just didn't want to wait until Friday. So don't worry, everybody. We still get your sibling happy hour on Friday. But I, I had to get my sister on this broadcast to talk about that. And since we're going to be airing our own particular views on something that could be controversial, I'm not going to include any interview in today's episode because I don't want anybody that I interviewed to be attached to what we talk about. So in, in the process of deciding to do this hurry up episode for you guys, because I got to talk about the brawl for it all in, in Alabama, that's going to be on the last segment. But I decided. Um, this was already something in the works that I had been working on to do, introduce two new segments. Um, I know I talked to you guys about doing a dating segment on the Tuesday shows, and it'll be once or twice a, uh, a month where I'll have somebody on uh, talking about dating and giving them counsel or just shooting the breeze about dating in today's society. Uh, we're not going to be doing that today. But another thing that uh, I have been doing recently, if you go on unsolicitedperspectives.com, You'll see this new store because we got shirts and, I, and I'm designing a new shirt and uh, <laughs> remembrance for August 5th, 2023 for the brawl for it all. So <laughs> look out for that. But you'll see the store. Uh, you'll see all the episodes where you can get them both audio, the audio episodes as well as the video episodes and also blogs. So, you know, I've said it before. My original major in college was journalism. And I did write for the school new school newspaper, just a couple of articles. Uh, but the heart of me, the base of me always wanted to be a writer. And that passion hasn't necessarily left me. Uh, I like commentating a little bit more than writing because writing is, is, is lonely and time consuming. And I don't have the greatest grammar. Uh, so it's very time consuming editing it, editing the writing is harder than the post-production for these shows. Let's just put that out there. But I, but I have a passion for it. And so a lot of the times the blogs are either an expansion of a topic that was discussed on a previous podcast, or it could be something completely different, or it could just be a recap of the podcast in case you can't listen. Um, if you read the blogs, you'll you'll definitely see my personality in it, and you'll definitely see uh, how I write and the passion in which I have, and the passion in which I have for writing. So I wrote a I wrote a what was going to be a blog about the indictment that Trump had last week, and I was going to post it on there. And I said, no, I actually want more people to hear this. Uh, to hear my voice as I speak the words that I wrote. So there's that's going to be the second segment. I think it was beautifully written, uh, but I don't know. We'll see. And then the first segment that we're going to do is what really grinds my gears. Now, for those people that know me personally, I am not, e I don't lose my temper easily, but things annoy me. The stupid stuff annoys me. 
So on this segment, what really grinds my gears, I'm going to be talking about the stupid stuff that annoy the hell out of me. And the first thing that I'm going to talk about as far as the things that people do that annoy the hell out of me, the self-checkout line, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain to y'all. It's not for everybody and it's not for everything. If I've done real grocery shopping, like I've got a ton of groceries, like a whole cart full, not one little hand baskets, a whole cart full of groceries that's going to be, I don't know, three, even maybe four bags worth of stuff that I got to take. I'm normally carrying because I don't have a car. So I walk two blocks down to the grocery store that I'm either carrying home or I might order an Uber because it's too much to carry and jump in the car that you have to place in the car. To, to 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 get to where you're going if you're going home or to somebody else's house or whatever like that after you've done grocery shopping. When you have that many groceries, self-checkout line ain't for you. You need to take your ass down there where the cashiers are and have them ring you up because I'm tired of people with these full damn carts going to the self-checkout line. They don't know what they're doing. They got stuff that you got to look up. They don't know where to, to, to find the produce section. They got special codes in there for certain items in the grocery store that you need to use. These fools can't find in the self-checkout line. You don't need to go there. Also, I don't care. Y'all could call me an ageist or whatever. I don't care. Old people don't need to go to self-checkout. If you are above 65, I feel like you need to take a test before you can uh, go to the self-checkout line. Because it's technology has increased so rapidly that you haven't been able to catch up. The only person, the only people that I know that has really kept up with technology that's above 60, my father is about to turn 65. I know, young man, he's about to turn 65. My dad keeps up with technology. I teach him little technology things. And because he was a computer programmer, he takes that and goes above and beyond. So he's one of the rare people that you find can has kept up with technology and hasn't fallen by the wayside. But most of those people, technology just moves too fast. Hey, sometimes technology moves too fast for me. And I'm a tech nerd, right? There are sometimes I look at my phone and I remember one, look, I'm at that age now where I turn on my phone and I accidentally turn on the flashlight. That's, hey, that just happens now. You know, I know how to work my phone. I know how to work my apps. I know how to download the apps. And like, that's not complicated to me. I know how to do the self-checkout. I know how to find the codes that I need because, you know, you know, I mean, Sunday, fun day, I might want to get me some donuts, give me some donuts and some chicken wings. So donuts are a specific thing that you have to enter in in the system. Fruits and vegetables, you have to find them in the little in the little kiosk, punch them, hit the number, weigh them. It's too much for it's too much for a lot of people. Right. And and, and when you had that and we doing a bunch of grocery shopping and you have all these items that you ring up. And the person that is normal, they normally have one helper in that self-checkout lane that's there to help everybody. If that, self, if that helper has to be over there for five minutes, six, seven minutes to help your dumb ass get through this self-checkout, you don't need to be in self-checkout. Self-checkout is for quick and easy. I'm in and out. I do self-checkout every day because I'm going to the grocery store every day because I don't ever make a list. Cause that's my dumbass mistake for not writing a list before I go to the grocery store. So I get home and be like, man, I forgot to get that. Well, I'm not going back there today. I'll go tomorrow. And you know what I'll do when I go in there tomorrow? I'll go straight to the aisle that I need to get the thing, go straight to self-checkout, boop, boop, and then I'm out of there. Quick and easy. 
But if I'm doing some for real grocery shopping, I'm going to the main lanes. That's just what it is. Y'all need to stop going. Look, I I was in the grocery store. The reason why this is really grinding my gears because I was in the grocery store the other day. It was Sunday. I went in there specifically for syrup. Why? Because I was making my world famous waffles. I was doing chicken and waffle breakfast, making my world famous um, cinnamon bun waffles. That's right. Cinnamon bun flavored waffles and my chicken wings. And I didn't have any. Actually, I didn't go in there for syrup. I went in there for strawberry preserves and some whipped cream because you got to top your waffles with some strawberry preserves and whipped cream. I'm telling you, it's delicious. Anyway, I'm in there and I'm like, I'm just go down there real quick. It's Sunday. I know it's going to be packed, but the self-checkout line, there's like there's like eight of them. Right. You can get in. You can get out. I go there. And everybody in their mama is doing that heavy grocery shopping where they got full carts and they're all choosing to go to self-checkout. So much so that there is a line that's going about 10 people deep in the self-checkout. And you know where I didn't see people? Going in the lines with the actual cashiers. So you know what my ass did? Went to the line with the cashier and went in and out. But I was pissed that I couldn't just use the self-checkout because it was people with big grocery uh, carts and a lot of groceries use the self-checkout when all the cashiers was right there. What are people doing? Are they trying to steal? That's probably what they're doing. They're stealing. Damn, should I be stealing? Nah, I ain't going to steal. I ain't going to steal. But old people and people with a lot of groceries, stop grinding my gears. Don't go to self-checkout no more. Take your ass to the cashier section. You know what else really grinds my gears? I had this the other day. It's a two-pronged grind my gear moment. When you're in the gym working out, and I have a residential gym in my building. So every now and then when I want to go in and get some quick cardio, I'll go to the my residential gym. I'll go downstairs. It's nice. It's nice and spacious. But sometimes people want to go in there with their speakers and play music. I'm really annoyed by that. It says it in the rules, and I'm not one that's a stickler for the rules. That's a lie because I got a person that smokes weed on this balcony, and we live in a non-smoking building. Whenever I want to smoke weed, I go to the smoking sections outside or go to the courtyard. You're not supposed to smoke in the building. I don't want to sit out on my balcony and be chilling with my dog. Some of y'all follow me on Instagram. Y'all know how I do. I'm out there with my champagne. I might have some TV on. I might have my laptop with me. I might be listening to music. Crypto's definitely by my side and we cuddling and we vibing and now I got to smell marijuana smoke. And it don't be like light smell. It be that stinky, inky, inky. And typically, I don't mind. But when I'm vibing, I don't feel like smelling smoke. <sighs> that was a different grind. My gears. Let me get back to the subject at hand. So I'm in the gym and these people have their their speaker blasting and I'm just and they're being loud and they're being obnoxious. And, and you know, I, I do the gym thing for a living. Right. I'm a fitness professional. There is certain fitness etiquette that you have. And one of the things that you have is don't nobody want to listen to. Not everybody wants to listen to your damn music. That's your music. Put on some headphones and also people that talk on their phone on the speakerphone. I don't want to hear your conversation unless. It's something juicy. Then I'm going to eavesdrop because I'm nosy and messy. But most of the time, I don't want to hear your conversation. I'm walking my dog on the sidewalk. I don't need to hear what you're talking about on the speakerphone. Put the damn phone to your ear or wear headphones. You know, people really out there. you, You know what it is? You know what really grinds my gear? A lack of consideration for others. These people in the self checkout lane that's taking all that time, slowing up the process, have a lack of consideration 
other people who just want to get some strawberry preserves and some whipped cream to put on their damn waffles for their Sunday fun day. And yes, I made some lemon pepper wings to go with that. Don't talk to me about how those things don't match. I enjoyed myself. And yes, I had some champagne with Gatorade Zero. Why do I mix with Gatorade Zero? Because I'm watching my sugar intake and I need to drop some of these LBs. Leave me alone. Let me live my life. But these people are making it difficult for me to live my life because they don't have any consideration for me. And is it a little self-absorbed? No, it's not self-absorbed. This is consideration for all. Okay. These people don't have, these people in the gym with their loud music, these people out in the balcony, smoking weed, got smoke, weed smoke all in my air, in my vicinity. When I'm trying to vibe, I got a vape pen. You can't smell my smoke. And if I do smoke some of that greenery, I'm, I'm putting it in areas where I'm not bothering anybody else. If we outside and you in the designated smoking area and I walk past you and it smell like weed, I'm all right with that. But I shouldn't be sitting next to my bar in the living room, having myself a little drink with my window open, just admiring outside. Might be creeping out the window, looking at the people down at the pool, but that's a different subject for a different day. But I'm at my bar vibing, me and crypto just chilling, and I got the window open and I got to smell weed smoke. That's not what I want at that particular time. And I damn sure don't want to be working out and listening to your music. Your music might suck and it's too loud. Are these complaints from a person that's getting older? Yes, they are. Are they valid complaints? They absolutely are. Do I feel bad coming on my podcast talking about these complaints? Hell no. Because this is the Ground My Gear segment. And the final Ground My Gear for this week is text etiquette. For those people that text me and then throw their phone to Mars. I will never understand it. If you just texted me like in the last two minutes and I send you a text right back, why does it take you two and a half hours to respond to my text? It's a text message. You ha you had the phone in your hand. Also, I know there's a lot of people out there. I know there's a lot of people listening right now that got a whole bunch of notifications in their text messages, right? Now, some of them could be group chats, and that's fine. But you also got some people that sent you a text message a couple of days ago that you ain't respond to. That shit is rude. Respond back to the text message. Also, learn how to use emojis properly. I just found out the thumbs up emoji. Well, I've known this. Th the thumbs up emoji is passive aggressive because before it became known as being passive aggressive, I've been using it as passive aggressive. Look, <laughs> somebody found out that I use a thumbs up as a passive aggressive, like you bothering me. And it's not every time. Every time I like a comment or give a thumbs up, it's not me being passive aggressive all the time. Just a majority of the time. But some of the times it's just a quick acknowledgement of, hey, I got your text. Hey, I read your text. Hey, I like what you had to say. Right. But if we're having a conversation and we're in kind of an argument and you send me the thumbs up, but your thumbs up means I understand what you're saying and your thumbs up isn't a OK, then, buddy. Cause that's what in my head, that's what I read. All right, then. All right, then. That's what the thumbs up means to me. All right, then. And all right, then it's fighting words. So don't give me the thumbs up. Also, not everybody should, not everybody should give the kissy face. And there's a couple of different kissy faces and the kissy face with the heart. You know, that's something that means something totally different. Be careful with that. I like to give the hug emoji, right? That's just me saying a hug. 
I don't give a lot of kissy face emojis and I damn sure don't give a lot of kissy face emojis with the heart. That means something totally different. People just don't know how to use the emojis right in text etiquette. And for the love of God, yes, I'm going back to age again. Parents. And when I'm talking about it is I'm talking about boomers. I'm talking about parents of Gen X and millennials that are texting now. You are forbidden to use emojis. You're forbidden to use gifts. You're forbidden to use anything but actual letters and numbers because y'all don't know how to do it right. You don't know how to do it right. You don't know what you're saying. And on the other end of that person is either annoyance, annoyance or straight laughter because you're absolutely getting old. There's just some emojis that I don't use anymore because I'm older. I just don't use them anymore. So, hey, look, you got to acknowledge that, you know, you didn't aged out the game. It's all right. Just send me words and numbers. And also, for those people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, I understand that social media can be very intoxicating. You see something funny or interesting or engaging, you want to share it. And you know what? That's okay to share it in your peer group. For those people that are in your age group, that's fine. Do that. But don't share it to people younger than you. Because 9.9 times out of 10, they saw it a few days ago or a week ago. And in one instance, I received a text message earlier today. And I was like, I literally saw this a year ago. This is not new. So, so, so don't, don't share social media posts or anything like that with people younger than you. You're just dating yourself. And the people that are receiving these texts are just like, why are you texting me right now? And if you keep sending uh, posts from social media, whether it be Instagram or TikTok, I don't know why this older generation want to be on TikTok so much. That's the reason why I'm not on Facebook. This older generation want to be on TikTok. For those people that want to send those TikTok messages to, to the younger people, to people that are not in your peer group, if you don't get no responses, if you've sent four, five, six TikToks and ain't nobody respond back, don't send no more damn TikToks. That's just the rule. And there isn't anybody particularly I'm talking to out there. There's nobody particularly I'm talking out there to. But there's going to be a lot of people that are going to hear this and are going to feel triggered. And in that case, I'm talking about you. If you feel triggered, I'm talking about you. These are lessons that I'm teaching you that you need to know because ain't nobody close to you going to tell you. Stop sending me that stuff. Stop sending it to other people. That's what really grinds my gears. So, like I said, I fancy myself of one time I have been a writer or wrote. And I wrote a blog, what was going to be a blog, but I guess now will be a video blog where I'm reading what I actually wrote uh, about the Trump indictment and how important this indictment is. I. As my sister says, I'm a historian because I am a history major. What I planned on doing with the history degree, I don't know, but I've always been 
fascinated with history. I feel like obviously you can learn from your past and make better decisions for the future. We repeat past actions a lot, uh, especially throughout this country. Things recycle. You know, the daughters of the Confederacy now are moms of liberty. You know, certain things just recycle. The Ku Klux Klan is now the Proud Boys or the Patriot whatever or the, the whatever little oath keepers or something like that. These things recycle. Uh, but what we're seeing with Trump is unprecedented. And I feel like in the historical context, people don't understand just how important everything that is going on is. You know, some people don't want to talk about politics because they're like, I don't want to talk about politics, right? Politics is important. Politicians influence our day-to-day lives, whether you realize it or not, by the policies that they put in place. If you didn't vote in the last election, if you didn't vote in the 2016 election, if you didn't vote in the 2012 and 8 election, you are directly responsible for things like Roe v. Wade being repealed and affirmative action going by the wayside. These are things that politicians do. Politics matters. It's the formation of laws. It's the foundation of America and the way that we live. They influence everything in our life. So for for people to go out there and say, well, I don't like to talk about politics. You don't you need to be informed or else you don't participate in the process. And if you don't participate in the process, I don't want to hear you complaining. Not at all. You can't say shit because you chose not to partake in the process. And too often, people have chosen a side, whether they're Democrat or Republican, whether they're conservative or liberal. And whoever it is that is running in that race for that particular group is who they vote for, not paying attention to anything that they actually stand for, just the title that they hold in a particular category. It's important. All of this matters. So, like I said, I wrote a blog about Trump's indictment. I'm going to read it to you guys. If you're watching on video, I don't know, maybe I'll put some videos in here so you don't see me just staring off at the screen. Uh, for those that are listening to audio, it'll just be me reading, reading what I wrote. Um, I have not reread this in a few days, so this will be fresh. Um, but this is how I feel about what's going on in this country, in particular, the indict, the latest indictments with the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. So here we go. The first segment of Reading with Bruce and the title of the blog is The Unprecedented Indictment Examining Trump's Legal Battle. Introduction. In a jaw-dropping turn of events, former President Donald Trump finds himself at the center of a historic indictment, marking the first time a former commander-in-chief is standing trial for actions conducted while in office. This indictment is just one of several legal battles that Trump is currently facing, shedding light on the complexities of his tumultuous presidency and the fallout that has followed. The Charges and the Plea Trump's indictment focuses on allegations of attempted electoral interference 
specifically his controversial phone call to the Georgia State Secretary, in which he requested him to find enough votes to overturn Joe Biden's victory in the 2020 presidential election. The indictment states that Trump violated several statutes, including conspiracy and solicitation of election fraud. Despite the gravity of the charges, Trump has pled not guilty, denying any wrongdoing. This sets the stage for a high-profile trial that will undoubtedly hold significant consequences for the former president and the American political landscape. The importance of Trump's actions. The indictment against Trump is not an isolated incident, but rather a culmination of a series of alarming episodes during his tenure. From promoting basis claims of extensive voter fraud to falsely declaring victory in states that conducted recounts, Trump relentlessly, relentlessly sought to undermine the election process, risking the very foundation of our democracy. In addition, Trump faced accusations of exciting the January 6th Capitol attack, though it's important to note that he did not explicitly instruct individuals to storm the Capitol. Nevertheless, his controversial rhetoric and refusal to concede defeat inflamed tensions and ultimately contributed to the tragic events that unfolded that day. The legal landscape. As Trump faces this indictment, it is important to acknowledge that he also faces two other separate indictments in North Carolina and Florida. These charges related to hush money scheme and mishandling classified documents. By pleading not guilty to all charges, Trump is unequivocally challenging the legal system, asserting his innocence against mounting evidence. It remains to be seen how these multiple legal battles will play out. But the significance of Trump's indictment cannot be overstated. It sets a precedent for future presidents, reminding them that their actions while in office are not without consequences. Analyzing the allegations. While the legal process unfolds, it is crucial to remember that everyone is entitled to a fair trial. However, the weight of the evidence juxtaposed with Trump's vehement denial raises valid concerns about the true nature of his involvement. Trump's pattern of behavior, including his relentless promotion of false information, underscores the potential motivation behind his actions. The indictment highlights the blatant disregard for the democratic process and a seemingly desperate attempt to retain, to retain power at all costs. Conclusion. As the first former president to be indicted for actions committed while in office, Donald Trump's legal battles are unprecedented chapter in American history. The indictment, along with two other pending cases, poses significant challenges to his post-presidential life and raises questions about the accountabilities of those who hold the highest positions of power. This trial will undoubtedly captivate the nation, shaping public opinion and legal precedents for future leaders. Irrespective of the outcome, it's an imperative for the integrity of our democracy that justice is served and truth prevails. Let me reread that last sentence again. Irrespective of the outcome, it is imperative for the integrity of our democracy that justice is served and truth prevails. Now, I've stated before, I don't think he's going to jail for this. We're seeing that he's not getting any political pushback from his base for doing this. 
they've been replaying over and over again a, a line he said during the 2016 running and during the election where he said his people love him so much he could stand in the middle of the street shoot somebody and he wouldn't even be charged by those people and we're saying that i mean he didn't do that he didn't do that but metaphorically he did people died because of his actions people were hurt because of his actions and why well because those that were in the Republican Party said, he's got a lot of popularity. We can get some things done. We just have to use him the right way. And they did. They thought that they could, they could control him. But you don't control the egomaniac. They control you because you gave them the power. And now you can't take it away. You got Chris Christie out here. Now, all of a sudden, condemning Trump. He knew who Trump was. Everybody close to Trump knew who Trump was. Trump is a self-centered, egotistical person that is out for self. There was never any intent to do public good. There was plenty intent to do self-promotion. And while I'm not above doing self-promotion, because obviously I have my own podcast and have a voice and feel like it should be heard. And there's some ego that's associated with that. I genuinely care about people. I'm not doing this to boost my own ego. I'm doing this because I feel like I have something to say and people can learn from what I have to say, just like I learn from what people say to me. That's not him. He doesn't listen to anybody. He follows his own logic and his own logic is what's good for me. And there will be no removing him for power. He has a hold of the Republican party. One of my friends, somebody I know, somebody who I feel is really smart. Maybe not that intelligent, but very smart. Voted for Trump. Not once, but twice. And it's caused me to reevaluate our relationship. And if they need me, I'll be there. But we're nowhere near as close as we used to be. And she said to me, he did some good things. And I repeated back to her, the devil always gives you what you want. You just got to sell your soul to him. And remember, when you make a deal with the devil, you don't change the devil. The devil changes you. All right, everybody. I had to call my sister in on this one. Uh, we don't normally we don't normally do Tuesdays, uh, but I had to get her in for a quick few. Talk about the Black Avengers. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the Alabama brawl. I'm talking mm -hmm. about the Alabama brawl for it all. I'm talking about the boat massacre. I'm talking about the black and white cookie explosion. <laughs> I'm talking about all of that. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. Uh, was a, there was a massive brawl that mm -hmm. broke out on the dock in Alabama. Montgomery, 
Alabama, to be mm-hmm. exact. The fight involved mm-hmm. dozens of people and was captured all on video. Yes. So you got YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. You can find it. Instagram. It's everywhere. Find, it's everywhere. It's you can find it. It's truly everywhere. Uh, the battle began uh, after a group of boaters attacked a Montgomery Riverboat dock worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fight was attributed to, you know, parking. Basically, it was attributed to parking. But, yeah. uh, to, 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 you know, if you haven't seen it, the elephant in the room was the Montgomery Riverboat dock worker was a black man. Yes. And he was talking to a group of white people that had their boats that were blocking uh, the parking for bigger boats and asked the, them to move yeah. it. The, ri- and, the big river boat, the Harriet, was supposed okay. to be docking. And they were in the way. So he asked them to move their boat. Apropos that it was called the Harriet. Apropos. (laughs) Yes. I don't Uh, believe it's spelled the same as Tubman, but. Don't matter. Yes. It doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, He asked them to move the boat. I guess some words were exchanged and they fired off on him. And the next thing you know, it's like six or seven white people on this one black man. Yes. And black people in the area, Voltron formed and they per- came by land, by sea, <laughs> <laughs> and proceeded to whoop that ass. Yes. Jay, what do you think about all this? Well, at this point, the main character of this is that folding chair. Um, that's what's all on my timeline. So if y'all don't know, there was a black man during this this brawl for it all. Uh, he was tagging this one white guy. He hit him with several chair shots. And I yeah. and this is one thing I'll say about that white guy. He took a lot of blows. He didn't punches. go down. He took several chair shots, and he, mm-hmm. not once did he fall. No. Now, the controversy for some out there is that there was a white woman that was a part of the brawl mm-hmm. that was sitting on the ground. And after she had been, I believe, beaten up by one or two black women. Okay. So let's point this point of emphasis is there. Like there were women that was involved in this fight. Yes. And the black women went after the white women that were attacking the black men. Yes. Okay. And proceeded to whoop that one woman got thrown in the water. Uh, yeah. One or two, I believe. (laughs) Got thrown, got in, the thrown water. in the water. Yes, but but yes. you said that the chair has been all on your timeline. The chair with a do rag on. Um, I've seen the chair. <laughs> I've I've seen advertisements <laughs> for people to sell chairs. I've seen people, you know, because there's always that uncle that's got a bunch of folding chairs mm-hmm. and picnic tables. There's always mm-hmm. that that I. I incidentally am that uncle. I have folding chairs at the picnic table, but in the basement. So everybody's pulling their folding chairs out, showing off their moves with their folding chairs. Now, yes, the controversy (laughs) is, though, that the gentleman with the folding chair later hit the woman that was sitting on the ground with the folding chair. He was promptly arrested. Well, you got to. You have to. You have, um, you, you have to. That was unacceptable. Like, leave the fight. Like, leave the fight. First of all, 
the folding chair even entering the fight was unacceptable. <laughs> Look, there's been so many TikToks of Jim Ross was the announcer of the WWE during the Attitude Era. And mm-hmm. he would always be like, good God, he's got a chair. He's going straight to hell. All these chair shots. There were so many voiceovers. I, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, in a fist fight, you know, no, leave you it, f- leave it as a fist fight. You no, know, because uh-uh. no, they were doing pretty well with their fists. They were no. doing pretty well with their fists. They didn't it's, need to take it to WWE. No, it's a fight and bring in a chair. It's not a chair battle. This is what I was explaining to somebody earlier today. We're grown. When you're in a fight, you have to assume that it's a fight to the death because you don't know what that other person's final intentions are Uh, yeah and one small one wrong shot one wrong landing and you're dead so it's literally a fight for your life yeah so if it's a fight for your life there are no rules he ain't had to hit the lady upside the head he ain't had to hit the lady upside the head that was overkill if the chair is gonna make if the chair is gonna make an appearance in the fight which the chair the chair's in According to you, chair's in. Everything is in. Everything is in. So, but hitting the lady with the chair, she was just sitting there. I thought he was wrong. She had already gotten her ass whooped. I thought that that he was wrong as well. Yeah. Then, of course, on these TikToks, not to say that these TikToks make a lot of points, but one person made a valid point, and I said, it's understandable to enter this in the discussion. Mm Mm-hmm. The threat had not been eliminated. What do the cops do? They eliminate the threat. Mm -hmm. She wasn't down and out. She was just sitting down. So the threat had not been eliminated yet. To me, the people who were whooping her ass had already backed off of whooping her ass because they had succeeded in whooping her ass. She was down. She was down. Look, you don't know if she go back to her boat. They might have the they might have the blinky in the boat. She might go back to the boat and start letting off. So, if if cops say they got to neutralize the threat, mm-hmm. who am I to say in a fight for my life I don't need to neutralize the threat? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not condoning no men hitting women with chairs. I'm not condoning no. men hitting women, except for the fact if you're defending yourself. Now, hear me out. Mm. Hear me out. I think we're about to disagree. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Go ahead. I've dated several women mm-hmm. within the last five, six years. Uh, two specifically were semi-amateur fighters. One boxer, one yeah. Muay Thai. Yeah. I'm not semi-amateur anything. Yeah. Right. There are women out there in the UFC. Yes. If one of them come to whoop my ass. And she is a trained fighter. Yeah. I have all the right to defend myself to the best of my ability. Because if I don't, I could catch a serious ass whooping in that situation. Well, I think it's the, I think it's superhero rules at that point. Right. Look, you, you ever notice that female superheroes, it's just a fight. Like it's not, <laughs> nobody's pulling any punches just because she's a woman. She's a superhero. So it's, the fight is just a straight up fight. If Wonder so, Woman, Captain Marvel, or, or or what's my girl, the, the sorceress? She's a sorceress now. Um, 
Ooh, oh. Damn. She on Marvel. She just had a whole series on Marvel. I know. I you know, know who I'm talking Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. If one of them is fighting, look, Hulk, Superman, <laughs> Captain America, Iron Man are fighting for their life. So you're yes. right. So, but this, I, I'm going to assume that she wasn't trained because she no. thoroughly got her ass whooped. So yes. I'm going to yes. assume that she yes. wasn't trained. My man was wrong for hitting her with the chair. Just some people are saying, some people are saying, you got to neutralize that threat. And in some situations, it's okay for a man to defend himself against a woman, especially if that woman knows how to fight. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I can just walk down the street hitting regular women that aren't trained to fight. But if right. a trained fighter step to me, I have the right to defend myself to the best of my ability. Yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, that lady that's was all I'm not saying. a trained fighter. <laughs> no. She was not. She was not. She was a middle-aged woman uh, and the chair who, was, shot was too- who was down. I th- I feel like the chair shot was a cheap shot. He might not have gotten yeah. arrested. No, they, he, they arrested him they immediately. Had, yeah, they grabbed yeah. him immediately after he did that. They, yeah, they were was, standing right there and watched him do it. He was um, wrong. Yeah. He, and he should have been arrested. Yeah. Um, you say the chair is... is the chairman is your guy. The chair I, is a paid actor. The chair itself is the main character of this. That's not the main to my timeline. Okay, according to your timeline. Um, my timeline, it is they've dubbed him the Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman. The dude and that, that jumped- was very early on in the brawl when they were jumping the security guard. You mm-hmm. just see a a brother swimming swimming to the dock i don't know where he came from he came from the boat he jumped he, there's this jump- scenes where he jumped off the boat yeah and swam across the english channel yeah to go save his brethren yeah and swam quickly like it wasn't he <laughs> he looked like an olympic swimmer he Somebody- quickly <laughs> made his way from that boat. Somebody said, he was like, oh, he definitely learned from the YMCA because his stroke was immaculate. Yeah. But he was swimming in his regular clothes. When you swim in your regular clothes, that's weighing you down. Then he had to pull himself off that dock. Then he gave somebody the rock bottom. And the Mm -hmm. guy that he gave rock bottom to was well over 200 pounds. And come to find out, this is a kid. He's only 16 years old. Yeah. That you could hear people yelling, "Go ahead, young man, swim over there, young man." <laughs> I, I, he was just a young person who was seeing, and honestly, an injustice because the way they went after that security guard. First of all, the security guard hit the schmoney hat flick. <laughs> Look, oh my god, he, that was another thing. <laughs> that when he first got hit, he said, "Well, there's my, there goes my job," and he flipped his hat. Because he was like, it's on now. So so if y'all don't understand with this money, look up Bobby Schmurder, hot N-word. I'm not going to say it, mm-hmm. but hot, and that's the name of the song. Yeah. And uh, he, he throws his hat in the air. And now we know why he throws his hat in the air. That's a universal call for Black Avengers. Yeah. No, excuse me. Yeah, Black Avengers. No, they say assemble. We say unite. Black, Black Avengers, Avengers come unite. here. <laughs> come on. It's it's come on. on. It's on. 
Um, you also know us on when you see a bunch of black dudes do like a little skip towards the you. Skip, the skip is always a telltale sign. It's, a, That's it's, something a, it's that like you- a run skip towards the danger. They're skipping because they gotta they gotta warm up a little bit. And it's, it's um the- they're getting their footwork ready to yes. throw combinations. It's not yes. just us though. It's it is black and brown because I've seen some brown people skip. But yeah. the key is when somebody is running towards you and you see that skipping, it's it there's no there's no talking. There's no, no it's you're about to be in a physical no. altercation. And yes. if they're skipping, they're happy to be entering in this physical altercation. Yeah. Oh, they're ready. They've been waiting for this all day. <laughs> they've been waiting yes. they've been waiting to come across a bunch of white guys beating up a black dude so that they can skip into battle oh and they sure enough did oh my goodness I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all I swelled up with pride August 5th 2023 will be a day that will live in infamy mm-hmm and just to let y'all know how infamous that show is, that, that day is, we are going to create a shirt. <laughs> did you see the text message I sent to you? Yes, I did. I did see the text message. Yes. <laughs> so the shirt is going to be, all right, enough for all this dilly-daddling in the front. And in the back is going to be, now to get to more serious stuff. And just a picture of a chair. Just a picture of a chair. The way the way we are the most unserious people because because the way my timeline got flooded with TikToks about these folding chairs. I mean, so unserious. I it wasn't just us. I saw a lot of white people doing the same thing. It's a lot of people. Okay. So when you say we're so, so unserious, yes and no. Yes. We have to laugh through yeah. the pain. So yes. historically, we've even during slavery, we did we sang hymns, like we entertained ourselves. You have to find a way to get through the pain. So when mm-hmm. you say that we're unserious, in a way we are, but in a way it's it's necessary. How yeah. do y'all think that we <laughs> that we haven't the idea that white people think that if black people gain power, that we would start treating y'all like you treated us. It's just not our get down. And yeah. don't y'all think that if that was our get down, we would have been whooping ass like this long before, Go. long like, before. Long how do y'all, how do y'all it, think we stay maintained? It's through laughter and music and jokes. Yeah. Because if we didn't, y'all be getting Alabama brawled every are- day lucky that we're hilarious <laughs> so lucky. you're lucky that we're good dancers <laughs> and singers you're lucky because that we, we have fun. entertain ourselves to get through the pain but on but on that day there was no getting through the pain it was look this ain't gonna be no History of Alabama and the the thought of that river that holds such significance because it was a major landmark for the slave trade. That river specifically was a major landmark for the slave trade. And not no Mm. more. Not ever again. No. No, No. it's not going to be a bunch of white people beating up on a black man. No. Now you got to fight all of us. Yes. All 
of us. And everybody got arrested. That's what made me. Yes. Because, I mean, some people jumped into that fight and it's like, all right, man, the fight is over. Like You ain't yeah. got to jump in no more. We assembled. We united. That is good. People caught that ass whooping. Let it go now. Let yeah. it go. Some people they caught, still get... they caught the ass whooping and they're being arrested. Like, let it go. Every... But, you yes. know, people. Well, they didn't get, get arrested up. right away. Because when the cops arrived, they didn't really know what was going on. Luckily, they didn't know. yeah. Luckily, everybody got a cell phone. We were like, "We can show you." This mm-hmm. how it started. Yeah. This is what it was. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about the brawl, Jay, because I, I was like, "This could wait until the end of the week." But because by the end of the week, it still won't be over, but no. it won't be as fresh. No. And this is, you know, this is a one. This this to me is a one off. Like, but. Just so you know, for the future, y'all do stuff like this. This is how we're going to respond. Yes. But it's it's always a response. It's always a reaction. It's not yeah. proactive. It's like Kimberly Jones said, you know, you're lucky where Black folks are looking for equality and not revenge. We're, mm-hmm. we're always going to be in reaction, but we are going to react. Yeah. This idea... That the eye we keeping our eyes on the prize and, and you know no disrespect to, to to Martin and John Lewis and them for taking that beating they needed to take that beating for the world to see what was going on for things to change right. Right. George Floyd unfortunately he he had to die for people to see police brutality in their face for there to be some type of change it only lasted mm-hmm. for a little while because the people back to. <sighs> defending the police but but there, sometimes these things need to happen also what needs to happen is you need to see oh we will unite and beat that ass mm-hmm. so in case you don't in case you thought you had it all figured out right and in case you thought that if we united and we beat that ass that that we would go to jail you wouldn't go to jail this situation has shown you you're gonna start something you're gonna catch that beat down and you're gonna go to jail that's because we're gonna because if we're gonna do anything we're gonna get receipts yes we're gonna get the video we're gonna get receipts if we're gonna do anything the receipt taken will happen (laughs) and chair shots yes and Unfortunately, chair shots. Well, the man, I'm okay with him hitting the man. Because that man wasn't going down. And so they, it was a couple of guys on him. He wasn't going down. So, okay. And he was the one that actually started the whole thing. He was the one that. neutralize that threat. (laughs) Thanos. You hit him with a chair. He was almost Thanos out there. I understand that. But, um. Still hitting the lady that that wasn't cool. Yeah, it was but too far. He, he, yeah, right, was too far. He, he rightly was arrested for that. But yeah, yeah, we always going to react. It's it's kind of along the lines of when we encourage white people to not use the n word. It's not. Mm. It's not for us. It's for you. Mm-hmm. It's for you because you're going to say it around the wrong person, and you're going to get which is a full any of us. Ride which, and you're going to get a full ride to Dem Hands University. Ooh, yes, you will. And you are going to graduate magna cum laude. Oh, you have freedom of speech. You do. Yes. You got yes. it. And you got freedom to catch these hands because yeah. you will catch 
these hands. Freedom of speech just means you you can't be uh, restricted by the government. It doesn't mean right. that I can't bust you in your mouth. Oh, I mean, it, that's not freedom of speech. <laughs> that's freedom not, of speech does not mean that you can't get bust in the mouth. Oh, like right, it doesn't. Right, okay, it okay. does not mean that somebody is not going to react to what you say. Right. You're allowed to say it. Yeah. But just know that there is going to be a consequence to that action. <laughs> to those words. And it's going to be that ass. All right. Did you have any? I kept you on here longer. I said it was just going to be 10 minutes. And 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 once again, I, I started rambling. Do you have anything else that you want to say uh, about this fight and anything else to the people out there before we end this segment? Before we end this episode, this is the end of the episode. You know, I don't. I don't condone violence. I don't like seeing violence. Um, but you know, sometimes there's such a thing called good trouble. And, and, and sometimes the only thing, you know, I, my dad taught me this, that sometimes people don't understand until you get down on their level. Mm. And when, when y'all go low, we're going to go to hell. And that's <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Mrs. Obama. Yeah, no, I definitely don't agree with. Uh, that's the only thing that uh, she says I don't agree with. If you go low, mm-hmm. we go. We nah, no, no, no. You go low, we going to hell because mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight you to the death. Uh, so that's that's how you want to end your your yeah. part. That you, mm-hmm. you go low, we gonna go to hell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, watch the video. I feel like it's hilarious. If you're triggered or if you think that they weren't, that group of black people were not justified in their actions, look inside yourself. You Mm -hmm. got some bias there. You got a lot of bias there. And that's a problem. Sorry. Just going to give you the raw real. But on that note, as always, I'll holla. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Please subscribe, like, comment, share, and donate. Donations help us keep giving you this free content each and every week. Until next time, Audi 5000. Peace.